Welcome to the Landscaping Podcast. My name is Joel Barnett and I am your host. And in today's episode, I'm talking with Matt Ferguson from Ferguson Landscape Design. Matt runs a landscape construction company based in Melbourne and he's only very young in the business, but it's a pretty good chat because he's doing a lot of things right early on in his uh, business journey. He only started his business at the start of 2020, but he employed a business coach pretty much straight away. So it was um, it was great to talk to him about what that experience was like and the benefits of doing that uh, and how he goes about learning the the skills that they give him to put in place. And even though he's only been going for a few years, there's some good tips to take away. So when he when he decided to start out on his own, he still had a good relationship with his employer, so he was subbing back to him any times that he didn't have any work. So that's a great way to do it, and that's exactly how I did it as well, getting uh, other landscapers who can send you some work if you don't have enough to, to keep going to start off with. And he worked for a fella uh, in a new estate where he did a fair bit of work to start with, and uh, doing a good job for him led to that guy posting on that estate's Facebook group. So he's got a lot of work based off that. So it's a good example of uh, if you're wanting to get into that sort of market with the, the smaller projects and some big ones will come along as well. But uh, there's a lot of work in the new estates and getting to be a trusted name within within those estates is a great way to, to start off getting those projects. So Good, good tips in this chat with Matt, so hopefully you enjoy this chat with Matt Ferguson. Matt, thank you very much for joining us on the Landscape Podcast. My first question for you is how did you start in the industry? So, yeah, I was probably an apprentice. I started with a guy who was a, a one-man show, probably out in the southeast suburbs in Melbourne. So he was a one-man band. He, he actually wasn't a uh, fully qualified landscaper as well, so he was doing... What he actually did on the side was he actually picked up plaster removal on his side of doing landscaping as well. So it wasn't really sort of the best place to learn my uh, landscaping sort of stuff. So I started off with him and then I had to leave him and um, join another sort of small company who was around our area as well. And I learned a lot of my stuff from from him. And then, yeah, sort of start of 2020. So I was actually first of Jan. I... Um, made my business name and got started and then yeah it was probably that that was right before covid um started just before then and i i thought or um i did my i remember i did my very first job um right before covid and i think i made the the way i i went for it and quoted it up as well was extremely wrong i think in a week's work i made about 400 bucks so um yeah i um yeah did that and then yeah, obviously COVID happened, so it didn't didn't work that whole time as well. And in that sort of time as well, I sort of found a mentor. I thought that'd probably be the best way to sort of go about it. And they um sort of really got me off my feet with sort of basic foundations and structures and all that sort of stuff like that. And um yeah, that's how I sort of really got started. And then um yeah, ever since then it's just gone like the last three years it's just gone really crazy. So just really taken off. So with those first couple of places you worked for, what sort of work did they do, like apart from picking up plaster, that first one? But- oh, they were really basic because where I'm in, I'm in, I'm in officer. So it's a really sort of area where it's just expanding with new estates, you know, little small homes, doing small little jobs, you know, the basic packages of just plants, grass, mulch, all that sort of stuff, you know, really doing that, those sort of basic things. And, um, you know, I, didn't, I never really did those sort of high-end sort of those jobs so yeah it was more doing those basic sort of 
touch up little soft landscaping sort of jobs around our area. So yeah, they're the good profitable ones, are those ones? They're not very exciting, but you can make you can't lose much. Yeah, on them. yeah I know. That's, that's you're in and out in a day. So that's yeah. that's you can make some good money off those, which we still do now. We still do because I'm still based out here in um, Officer, so we still do a fair bit of those jobs. Which you know, when I tell a client we're in and out in a day, they're like, "You're kidding." You know, so um, yeah, they, they do make some good money on those jobs as well. So, and then w- did you learn anything off the people that you work for, like about how to run a business or quote or anything like that? Nah, so I I learned nothing like that. So I'm, yeah, I, I went out on my own and I was just learning all this stuff by myself. Like I was learning off a mate's dad who who somehow knew a little bit about trade, like obviously zero and all that sort of stuff. He showed me all that sort of stuff. And I'm looking at this going, like, I've got no idea like what <laughs> what I'm looking at as well. And um, yeah, that's sort of just learning off other people, other trades that were sort of around me at the time, just getting basic sort of stuff off them. And yeah, sort of just getting that basic info just sort of got me uh, a little bit off the ground with business stuff and quoting and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's sort of, from where I look back now from when I first started to now, you just see the change in in how different it is as well. So, Yeah, and then it'll be the same again in three years' time, looking back to where you are now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I still feel like I have so much more to to learn and, and like I really feel like I've hit the surface of what I want to do and where we want to go as well. So, no, nah, it's, all, it's all learning, so it's all good. And had you always had plans to work for yourself or was that something you'd uh, do? Yeah, so it's funny that I actually looked in um, – my mum sent me my year 12 yearbook the other day and it had uh, where you want to be in 10 years and it said uh, that I wanted to run a, a trade business. So, um, yeah, it's actually 10 years uh, – no, this year that I left school. So I finished school 10 years ago. So Nailed it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny my mum was looking through it and she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that was your goal for 10 years ago. So, yeah, no, um, I'm glad I did it and it's probably the, you know, the best thing you could ever do. So, Yeah, my, my goal was to be a professional sportsman, so I've got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's still there's some uh, seniors who get yeah, paid senior yeah, golf, yeah, yeah. golf tournament. I don't play golf, but yes, I'm sure there's still hope. Yeah, no, I try like golf, mate. I'm not the best, but uh, you gotta got to learn for the old age, mate. So It's a weird game. Like it's, it's really frustrating when you play it, but you love doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those sports that you know, like you're not going to do much later in life. So you're like, you better get good at it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when I, I played a lot when I um, uh, was studying horticulture, and yeah, it, the more you play, the better you get. So, yeah. but yeah, well, uh, not much time when you're running your own business. No, no. We um, we've only just started like getting into it, me, me and my mates. So, yeah, still, still no good at it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so- well, how did you go about getting those that first job, the start of 2020? And, and um, yeah. yeah, so I remember I was just walking around on a Saturday, just putting my little business cards in in letterboxes and stuff. And I still, it's funny that, that that guy who I did that first job for, he actually messaged me probably a couple of weeks ago to get his backyard done because he said he found me on Insta. And he's like, he's like, fuck, like he, this guy, he's exploded out, like, and um, yeah, I remember. I, I, it was I did that first. It was a little basic sort of job. It was just like plants, soil. I was on a new build as well, and yeah, the way I sort of went about it, I didn't know. I didn't know how to quote it. I didn't know what I was charging. So he must have saw the price I was giving him, and he's like, "Oh, I must do that all day long. I must take that." <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's how I sort of did was just put cards in letterboxes. And then, um, yeah, just ever since then, it just, yeah, sort of took off with him sort of posting on the um, that estate's Facebook page saying, oh, this is a guy, local landscaper, and just started getting work, work like that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to get into because then not only you'll get things directly off the Facebook page from people who don't know of you, but then when you do a job for someone, you do it well, then they're going to refer you to someone else, like their yeah. neighbour, like they'll ask who did your landscaping, so you yeah, can get referrals that way. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of um, a lot of jobs I did in that estate through through him posting on that um on that on that page, so which was which was really helpful. So yeah, nice. and do you do any advertising outside of that now? The only thing we do is those Instagram reels. Which I felt like is really sort of like changed the way of because I a way we do work. So like we're posting those real high quality jobs that we're doing with Instagram Reels, and then I've been getting a lot of um, inquiries through them for more high quality leads. Which I felt like is probably the, I haven't really done. We've done a little bit of SEO, but you know that was more for around our area, those smaller little jobs, but. I found when I've posted those high-quality videos of those good jobs on Instagram, it's been really helpful with, you know, a lot more coming in and quoting a lot of more of that work, more out that way towards the city. And yeah, that's what I found that's really been – and it's getting me a lot of Instagram followers, all that sort of stuff. Like it's, really, it's really growing. So I felt like sponsoring those Instagram reels and getting those done has really sort of helped me a lot getting good jobs. So Yep. And the and yeah, the quality, like you say, is improving. So then, and you get known more for what you do. So if you're yeah. posting those little um, one day projects, then that's what you get more of. Yeah. Whereas if you start posting, you know, the high end projects, then that's what people think you're that you do. So, yeah, 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 I've really, think I've, you- yeah. I've really phased out of trying to post those sort of jobs and sort of just stick to those to those bigger ones because um, we do have one crew that runs those smaller ones and then one that runs those those bigger ones. So, yeah, he doesn't really get too much uh, camera time, the guy who uh, <laughs> runs the runs the smaller ones. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I found that, yeah, sponsoring those reels is probably the best way to go about it. So Yeah. And and some of the like some of the most high end landscapers in like Australia, you if you watch their posts, they, even they don't post all of their projects. They'll just post the ones that you know, the best ones because mm. that's what they want to do more of. So they'll just yeah. and they they could have done it three years ago and they'll continue posting you know, the front yard one time and then the side yard and then the backyard. So you just sort of mix it up, showing the same project because that's mm. the high end projects that they want to do more of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so uh, everyone. Everyone does the the smaller projects that they don't want to post. Yeah, yeah, it's um, but yeah, the best way to go. So, but they those as you said, those small ones still make you good money as well. So you don't want to lose them as well. But we sort of just post them maybe on the story sometime and yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, and with the mentors that you spoke about earlier, that was, I heard you on the uh, lifestyle trading podcast, which is what I listened to. Is that who you're talking about there? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Andy and Edge, I probably did that. Yeah, as I said, probably three years ago. I still remember looking that in COVID, looking at it going, oh, like, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I should do it or not. And I was like, I'm a risk taker. I was like, oh, I'll just do it. And it's probably, I said, I look back and it's probably, you know, the best thing you could ever do because, you know, you got, I had no idea what I was doing. And they just literally just feed you all the information and you just, you just action it. And then um, it's pretty much straightforward like that. It's just, it's just that easy. Well, it's, well, not that easy, but it's... At least it's, you've got something to work to. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got something to like help you grow and get further in your business and scale up and that sort of stuff. So that's probably, you know, any advice I'd say, just get a mentor. It's it's probably the best thing you could ever do. So Yeah, because like a lot of people just sort of, when they start out on their own, they just sort of make things up as they go and learning from their mistakes. But it's rare for someone to get a business coach that early into their mm. business. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I was, I, I was, I'm in hiring and I was just like, if I want to sort of, I, I thought, because it was COVID as well. So I was like, you know, this is probably the perfect time to learn heaps in the eight week lockdown. And I thought, you know what, if I knuckle down now eight weeks and sort of just get some uh, basic sort of foundations and systems in place, then, you know, when I come back to work, I can get off the ground just running. And I did that for a little bit. But then it got to a point where I was getting too much work and, you know, I didn't know how to handle. I was just saying yes to everything, like yes, 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 yes. And then it got to a point where you just can't you just can't do it. I was letting people down and, um, you know, obviously you just learned from that stage, just, you know. But, yeah, it's definitely get a mentor. So, yep. Yeah, it's a familiar story of people saying yes. Like I, I certainly did it my first year because you, and it's not because you're getting greedy. You just want to help people, mm. and then uh, yeah, and then you end up not helping them because you can't do everything you said you were going to do. Yeah, exactly right. It just gets to a point where you just can't, you just can't do it. So, mm. did you have any employees in that sec in that time before COVID started? No, it was just me. I just had a mate who was just helping me out sometime whenever I needed him. So it was just just me at the time. So I really had no expenses or nothing to to pay for. And in that time as well, I was still uh, subbing out to my boss who was doing domestic builds like a day here and there. Well, it wasn't every day, but it was just some days. So which which really helped out as well because he was pretty good with when I was doing my own jobs and I didn't have any of my own jobs. I still go out and subbing to him for a little bit. So, yeah, sort of worked out pretty well. And then when I had my own stuff, I just yeah, fully left him and started doing my own stuff as well. So. Yeah, that's a perfect transition to be able to, to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was really good with that because I felt like I really helped him out as well, like just with his work and all that sort of stuff. So he was really good with me sort of transitioning out from his business into into my own. And then what stage did you put your first employee on? Uh, probably when I came back after COVID, I probably had my first uh, apprentice who was with me probably for like – two three months and then i probably got another two guys so by the end of the year i had uh, three three guys on board and yeah we're just sort of doing all the basic soft landscaping sort of stuff and then um i think from that following year that was probably like the big year where i grew to probably like six and i probably stayed at that level for a little while and then yeah now we're at currently at nine staff at the moment so, yeah it's pretty crazy because you've built that team when there's when according to everyone else there's no staff yeah find. where are you, you get them from so it's funny that most of my staff are actually mates from outside the business because you know i'm still pretty young a lot of the boys well, so my uh, construction manager is actually my best mate outside of work and he's obviously a landscaper we did our landscaping trades course together same day same everything through there and it's funny that a lot of my lands uh, a lot of my mates are landscapers so it's, and it's also been as well when 
I found um, my apprentices through like footy or cricket and then they've found their, like if I need another apprentice, they've just asked their mates. That's how I found my guys. Like, uh, But I've always struggled to find qualified, so I've never, I've never had yeah. any luck finding any qualifieds, but it's just always been sort of apprentices just through mates of mates who just finished school, who just want to start, um, um, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I'm still looking for a, a qualified, but, yeah, it's probably been about six months so we can't find anyone. But, yeah. Yeah, and like if you've got a good team and you're training up apprentices the way you want things done, then you could sort of you've got that pipeline that keeps rolling on. So you, yeah, yeah, those guys come through, and then you put on a new apprentice, and the, the old apprentice is getting qualified. So yeah, if you can be patient, then you'll have have a great team. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it is um, you know still a, a growing business, so you know it's every is going to have to be patient for those for those sort of things as well. So you know, two of them are. Third year, oh no, sorry, second years, almost third years. So you know they and they they do well. Like the cult, the team we have is really they're all young. So I'm probably I'm the oldest at 27 in the business. So you know everyone's quite young and everyone's you know sees sees the direction that you want to go and they all buy into what you want to do. So you know they're and plus they're mates as well. So they're not going to screw your waiver or anything yeah. like that as well. So yeah, no. they hold each other accountable as well. Yeah, yeah. And have you got like goals on what size you want to get to? I was, I, I wanted to get, to get to about 15 and just do a bit more commercial sort of stuff, sort of get out of this sort of area and do a bit more high end commercial sort of stuff. But yeah, that, that's sort of the goal is just to do more of that, of that sort of stuff and get out of this sort of area as well. So I, I don't really mind it here, but yeah, I sort of, I think my five-year plan, yeah, was to have yeah fifteen staff and do a lot more, a lot more high-end sort of commercial sort of work. So, what's the reason you're wanting to do commercial? Is it just because of the the higher turnover? Yeah, the higher sort of turnover, and I've got a I've got um mates who sort of work in that industry as well, and they're you know say it's really good work, but also as well I haven't I haven't done it before, so you know I'm not. I just want to test those waters, see what it's like, you know, yeah. if it's, if it's going to be good work or not. So, yeah, it's sort of just putting out – I've started doing a lot more tenders as well. So, um, yeah, see how we go with that as well. Yeah, because it's a lot of work involved. Uh, um, some of the commercial ones I've spoken to, um, the reason that they don't have a lot of competition is because people can't bother making that investment into, you know, doing all those tenders and then having to yeah. – um, You've got to pay your you've got you like you don't get paid on the products ten percent of it for two years so there's yeah. the cash flow especially when they're expensive products it's a lot of money that you yeah. sort of got to bankroll for them so there's a it's not a it's a lot simpler being in domestic so that's why a lot of people don't do commercials so if you can, yeah, if you can jump all those jump into all those hoops then it can be profitable hopefully yeah okay yeah yeah I see um uh, do you work on the tools much at the moment still well that's the thing um so I really come into this year we worked out from last year what really defining what my role is in the business now because it's getting to that point now where you know I'm still doing you know half and half you know we have a admin lady who does three days a week and you know she's under the pump with what she's doing and you know it's getting to a point now where I'm 100% needed in the office now so coming into this year I'll be 100% in the office getting off the tools, which I sort of will struggle with because, you know, you sort of get that 
uh, that itch. You're just like, oh, I just want to get out of get out of the office and get on the tools. But um, I said, if I want to, you know, get to that next point, and I said, oh, this is when I, what I have to do is actually be in the office now and sort of quote a lot more or do all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I was I was three days in the office, two days tools. And, you know, I look back on the, on those two days, you know, the admin ladies be calling me up and be like, you know, you still haven't done this, still haven't done this, still haven't done this. So, yeah, it's really working out that now that from now that point is I'll be, yeah, full-time office from that point onwards. And we've worked out a way as well because, you know, we tried it a little bit last year where I was full-time office, but the boys would sometimes call me up and say, hey, mate, like, can you bring this or can you sort this out? So I'm actually coming to work dressed so i can't actually go out on site yep um and it's also working out as well telling the boys that you know i you can't use me anymore like you have to be a lot more lot, lot more organized so i can't come out and site and do that sort of stuff as well so yeah yeah that's just something it'll just take time to get used to so yeah it wouldn't be too hard for those things yeah yeah i'm, I'm not like yeah, because it's just that itch. It's just like you're getting three days in the office. You're like, oh, I just want to go out the tools one day. But no, it's a transition I have to take. And um, yeah, it would be better off. So yeah. Uh, and you've got a couple of pieces of machinery. So when did you get your first first one of them? Yeah, so I got that. I got that ASV probably uh, like a year after I started. I bought that second hand uh, off someone privately, and I haven't had a problem with it. Like it's done. I've just done like twelve hundred hours, and I've it's just worked beautifully. Like I've had not one problem with it. Touch wood. So, and then yeah, I bought that uh, Cabalco probably uh, start of the year, the one point seven ton excavator. And yeah, I've had just I said that because we we're just hiring excavators and stuff all the time, and it was just got to the point where it was just better off just to buy one. So because we're spending too much in hiring fees, so. Yeah, that those two have probably saved just a lot of a lot, a lot of money as well. So, and do you find you use it more than you previously did because you've got it, so you don't have to hire it? Oh yeah, yeah, just especially just to like fill barrows or or something like that. Like just the boys just can take it whenever instead of them breaking their backs on the shovels, loading the barrows or or something like that. Just even little jobs, you know, the boys can just pick it up and take, which just saves us heaps of time. Yep. Do you find yourself hitting any? Any pipes or anything more because using it more? Uh, um, that's a yes. At, at the start, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm like concerned yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. At the start, there was a lot of pipes and stuff hit, but um, they're a lot more cautious now. So, yeah, yeah. You start to read the soil a bit more when you after you have to repair a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the boys love hitting pipes, so <laughs> it's always that last little. Oh, I'll just I could get that with a shovel, but I'll just use the machine, just get the last little bit, and then bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was the last day of the year. The um, uh, sorry, the second last day, like scraping this, like just getting rid of the soil out the front, and this guy's water pipe was literally probably fifty mil below the top surface of of the um, the soil, and just scraped it with the excavator, and just just snapped it. Water going everywhere. It's just like. Oh, things happen, mate. But yeah, I broke a um, uh, NBN cable. Oh, it no. was it was in the front yard, and it was literally under the footpath, so it was ninety mil deep. Yeah. So the uh, the installers had to fix that because that wasn't supposed to be ninety mil deep. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that was a bit of a worrying time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you are you still in contact with your your business coaches? 
Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, um, I have you on. You've got their number, so you can just call them up whenever you have a question. Or let's go. It's heard. You heard a Voxer? No. Yeah. So it's like you can just send him like a voice message, and he replies back whenever he's got time to reply back. And um, yeah, it's just so helpful because I didn't realize like how many questions. I have like uh, I probably annoy him like every day. Just say, "Hey, mate, what do you reckon about this? What do you reckon about this?" And you know, he's really good. He's good with responding, but also his his trade background is is plumbing. Yep. So um, all this like because they have a good a big community of of uh, people in there. So there's a lot of landscapers in there. So they sit you on the landscaping table with all the landscaping and that sort of stuff. But um. Yeah, so he um, he tries to help me out best he can with obviously because his background's probably plumbing, but it's all similar in all that sort of business stuff. Like everything's sort of the same anyway. So yeah, still in contact all the time and make sure I'm getting my my money's worth out of it and really helps. So and is there like regular meetings every fortnight or something? So what what it is is they every like I think four times a year they have four seminars. So that's all around Australia. You go and you fly up for two, three days and you do that sort of stuff. And they also, you do like these things called like six-week game plans. So every six weeks you have like a game plan on what you want to work on and what you want to improve on and all that sort of stuff. And you make sure every week that you're ticking that off and that recycles every six weeks. And then um, every seminar, every seminar you do that as well. So yeah, six weeks, every six weeks a year, you're always working on something new. There's like three things in your business that you want to improve on, and you're working on those three, um, three things over the six weeks, which I help really keeps me accountable. Because so you have it on your on your whiteboard up there, like a big piece of paper with your things, and you just tick it off every time you you're doing it. So mm. yeah, it's a great way to do it because you're not just sort of just taking on any job with no vision or goals that you work toward. You've got something that you mm. want to achieve and a and a pathway of how to tick all that off. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, it's really good how they've how they've structured it. They used to do 120 days, but they found that like people were just sort of dropping off. It's such such a long time, you know, it's every six weeks, yeah, sort of accountable for it and you're smashing through it. So mm. and yeah, and it makes it seem a lot more achievable if it's something yeah. that's a, a shorter period of time rather than a lot to ch- achieve over a long period of time. Yeah, you sort of um, what they what you do is you sort of um, like you score your business on as like categories. There's like nine different categories, and you score your business on on how you're ranking through those categories. And every time you sort of go up in points, in or oh, I've improved in this area, and then whatever your sort of lowest point is, um, is they've got like a a section on their online thing where say if it was a marketing sort of sort of low this time they've got like all right you can click on that and it takes you straight to where um that page to actually learn on it so yeah it's really it's really easy and really helpful so yeah no, it sounds like yeah good idea and the fact that you've done that right from the start is yeah it's a awesome way to set the business up because a lot of the time people like i said they'll just start in the business doing yeah making things up as they go and then they put employees on and get busy and then they don't have time to do all the systems and processes that you've probably done from the start yeah, exactly. Yeah, and at the start, I didn't know anything about systems or processes, or never even heard of that stuff before. So, and you know, getting onto that early has really helped, really helped me. So, um, yeah, learning all about that stuff and it's just it's just gold. Mm. Have you got any uh, like other landscapers within Melbourne that you use as a mentor or anything? 
Yeah, we I don't we use Bow Grange. Yeah. So yeah, one of my mates' brothers, uh, my mate, my mate's brother runs that business. So we've done a lot of work with Vogue. Yeah. Um, done some subcontracting stuff with them as well. But that's them. Them really like we haven't really sort of gone with um, other sort of landscapers. Not too much really. Yeah. So. And any designers that you're reaching out to 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 work for? Oh, it's funny. We, that was one of my uh, goals this year is actually starting to branch out to more designers. And, you know, I started following a lot more on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. So I'm starting to, yeah, branch out to a lot more designers this year and see if we can get a lot more work that way. So, yeah. Uh, and I've seen on your Instagram, there's a, it looks like you're doing a pretty decent project in Chelsea. Oh, uh, yes. Going on that one been, and for yeah. a while. How yeah. did that one come about? Yeah. So that one, um, we started probably uh, this time, 2022. It was just the front yard. And then obviously they had they got a pool put in their backyard, which took them uh, you know, a year and a half or a year to get the permits for and all that sort of stuff. So we've only just finished um, that backyard, which was a really, really good job, um, that one, and good clients to work for. Yeah, so that one I'd really like to showcase. You've still got to do that finished finish sort of photo shoot with them and that's probably early next year but yeah that, that was a really good job to sort of that was probably my very first big job so that's why i showcased it a lot yep and that's when i sort of yeah from that job it's really built a lot more of those sort of high-end sort of jobs so yeah sort of started to showcase that and that's yeah a lot more of those jobs are coming through yeah i love the uh those limestone batten pavers that you used in there yeah the- i said uh, one of the boys it took him it took him so long to lay those pavers, like it was just ridiculous. But he ended up getting getting it all done, and it came out really well. So, and you and you were using um, porcelain pavers out the back. Have you used them much? Uh, Mitch, who is our construction manager, used them a fair bit. Used them a lot because he used to work for uh, CLS. Yep. And yeah, they did a lot of porcelain paving and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, he. Um, yeah, done a lot of porcelain paving and it came out, the job came out really good. So, yeah. Tough, it, was tight, it was tight access with the, um, you couldn't fit a barrow down the side of the house or nothing like that. So, it was like they had a half of the block wall in the alleyway down to the beach. So, we just had to, and lucky my bobcat's small to fix, fix down the side. You had like this much turning room from the fence to fence to actually stuff into that side so it was it was a tough job but it was it was a good job so yep and how so how did you get that one it was doing a job for his cousin yeah nice yeah his job for his cousin and yeah it's good clients and so i can't complain yeah yeah that's it like they're, they're the again they're the best one the word of mouth ones are the best and you can't do anything to get those ones other than just doing a good job yeah exactly you do yeah, you yeah. never know who's yeah whose client's cousin is, and what, they got a nice house in Chelsea. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I learned that um, just communicating to them like day in day out is the best best way to make them feel involved in the project, and that's what I've told the boys as well. Just like knock on the door at the end of the day and just explain to them, you know, like this is what we did today, this is how we did it, you know, just how to maintain it, just stuff like that, just to keep yeah. them involved in the project, and that's what they like, the feedback I've got is. Just the communication on everything is is the winner. So yeah, I've had I've heard uh, the feedback of the opposite from clients about 
there are, there'll be other people there. Uh, and they they said uh, they didn't even know that they'd left, so they just walk out. They leave the garage door open. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, like it would take your guys five minutes to do that. But yeah, it makes yeah. such a massive difference. So then yeah, the clients know what you've done. They know that you're gone for the day, so yeah. they can yeah start living their life back normal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best way to go. It's just just communication to the client is is just key to any project. So and I saw you use service mate as well. So that's how you is that how you keep them involved. Yeah, yeah. So we found service mate is probably like we've had so many, so many feedback with like, say, when I'm going out to quote for a day, just say like it sends a text message that they're that I'm on my way to the house. So then they can actually track me live coming to their house. And, you know, people are when I get there, like, oh, this is so cool. Like, you know, I can tell when you're coming on the dot. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we found it really works really well with with our business but obviously as well it is known for like if you're going to do a lot more bigger projects you know you probably need to go for like the arrow flow and stuff like that but for what we use now i feel like it's really helpful and the boys as well you know they can just wake up look at their phone all right this is where i'm at today and they just go straight there so and does that help with your um like project management in terms of job tracking like and seeing how you're going profit wise and uh, and how do you how do you keep track of that yeah so it's it's sort of not really too helpful in that area with job uh job tracking and all that sort of stuff so what we do is sort of we're finding out a more a better way but what we do at the moment is sort of just at the end of the job all the boys bring in their receipts and we just sort of just calculate it through that at the moment so that's why with arrow flow you can actually well i've heard that you can actually track everything through that through that one job and that's why i'm sort of looking to do that at a later date when we start to do those bigger projects but with the smaller stuff now the boys just sort of just um calculate all their receipts in one job and all that and their um purchase orders and everything like that and we just sort of calculate it through that um at the moment so yeah down the line arrow flow because a lot more job tracking stuff but um service made is really helpful um at the moment just to keep everything like with all the automations and all that sort of stuff you can send is just it's just it's just great so yeah and uh, last question for you matt who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast a good guest yes good guest i said i've always looked up to um always looked up to dave franklin oh, oh i reckon i reckon he'd be a good guest on there so well i'll have to reach out to channel nine <laughs> I've seen he's doing a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, program stuff on Channel Nine and everything like that. So, yeah, no. Nah, so I've always seen him around, and I thought, like, yeah, he'd be a good guest to to have on. So, all right, all right. Thank you so much for coming on, and it's yeah, it's great to hear a uh, the perspective of someone who sort of got a business coach early on and uh, only early in the business, but doing doing well so far. So, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. No worries. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.